Welcome everyone, Good Life Housing Partners, episode 14 on November 17th, 2020. Sitting here with David Fong, about to go into how the last week has been, and it's been uh, not as interesting as I guess our election week, but with the announcement of the another vaccine this week and one last week and a, another couple trips for us, it's it's been uh, it's things have been much more busy than I think from a from a creation standpoint that we've had at least for most of this year. So uh, I'm very pleased about that. David, what are your thoughts? You know, I, th- I think the developments, to, especially the two vaccines, is very exciting news. Um, I think, it, again, it goes back to our, our views on, you know, confidence building in this market, um, just like the stock market. The stock market actually has already reacted to that and has risen dramatically um, in the last few days. And uh, because of these vaccines, and what's what's interesting in these vaccines, if you don't know, um, have a you know nine one had a ninety percent um, or more uh, effective rate, and the other one had a ninety four point three percent effective rate, and so it bodes uh, really well. It's very interesting uh, for for at least some sort of return to normalcy as as we continue to thaw. Uh, on the other side, other hand, you also have the headwinds that we, we seem to be hitting a point where. The virus is starting to surge in a lot of states, and and you know some states are starting to do lockdown measures and other things to 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 try to deal with that surge. So it's 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 been an interesting time. Yeah, I think with the surge in the coronavirus, you know, it, a number of things have really like just shifted in how you know how we conduct business. I mean, I think one small thing for our little group is we've done more working from home, even though we been in a company because we're an essential business has been in the office probably a lot more than a lot of our counterparts we've you know uh, we basically got back to almost a full office by august and but as a part of that a lot of our staff is now kind of two days out of the office three days in the office so that's an adjustment i mean you just think back a year ago i would never thought that that would be effective but it's proven that it's Relatively effective. I yeah, think it's workable. It's, it's workable. It's, 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 it's not workable. ideal, I think, for us still, but it's workable, especially since we're still kind of growing in this growth phase. Um, but, you know, I guess on a more macro sense, one of the trends that we're picking up on is that there is a, a seemingly, because there's been so much work from home and stay at home and shop from home and consume at home, and, like, there's so much more geared around the house. And, you know, we could go into, like, housing prices and how that's a whole nother discussion but being at home so much is basically we think created a new opportunity in well-located buildings in city metros that somehow are servicing what we you know maybe taking over for certain types of retailers or distributors um, and so we're we're looking more and more at that space with the idea that this could be something we could really grow portfolio into like we've done in other businesses. Yeah, I think the one thing that COVID has done, and I was reading an interesting uh, research report about it, is that it's, it's clearly accelerated uh, certain trends in the, in the real estate uh, asset sector, certain asset classes such as industrial and logistics and life sciences, now cold storage because of the vaccine, the feature, this vaccine that will be distributed. Um, it needs to be maintained at a very low uh, temperature. Um, it's it's really um, pushed um, 
it can accelerate these trends um, in real estate, especially on the industrial logistics side, as we've talked about, more people are shopping and, and buying things online. And that's, you know, we were heading that way anyway, and retail was slowly, uh, brick, the necessity of having brick and mortar retail was slowly um, fading away. And, it, and it's just been super accelerated because of COVID-19. Um, you know, obviously also office and, and, and hotels have been um, significantly impacted. And, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, when you step back and look at what's done well um, and where the opportunities are, I think, you know, the old saying about location, location, location in real estate still holds true. I think well-located real estate will always do well. And, you know, the opportunities that we're starting to see to, to allude to what you were talking about earlier, Rohan, is, you know, well-located opportunities where there might be some, you know, inefficiency in pricing. Um, and I think we talked about it in, in one of the prior podcasts about certain industrial type assets where in the on the smaller uh, industrial and flex space type tenants, um, they're sort of priced out of the core locations um, due to this big surge in demand from the big um, industrial type tenants, um, logistics tenants like the Amazons and the Walmarts and other groups are with FedEx. Yeah. They're just, they're just, you know, dominating and building their own spaces and, and, and raising prices of land and rents. And so these sort of tertiary and secondary locations for these smaller tenants um, start to become more valuable. Um, and then the demand from the tenants is high. And so you, you see what's interesting is rents rising, uh, but you also see a lot of opportunities where the where the sellers and owners are mom and pops, maybe they have some financial issues because of the COVID crisis. And so um, or, you know, or they're able to sell, that, sell at discounts. Or it could be that a lot of times, yeah, I mean, from the business standpoint, you know, this, there, I think there's also another thing happening where they're just looking for a lower cost of occupancy. And sure. they've realized that they don't need that storefront. Yeah, and they don't need to, they don't need to be you know, smack in the heart of the A core location yeah. in Dallas, right on the freeway, which they have to compete against the more well, bigger capitalized institutional tenants. Yeah, and to be honest, I think, and I don't have enough data on this, but I think outside of big box retailers and food retailers, there was a segment of mid-sized retailers that just, I don't know how profitable those folks ever were based on stock prices. They had to grow locations and they were doing it on very thin margins. And once this pandemic hit and they became either forced to go online or in the case of like all these retailers that have now folded. Yeah, or filed bankruptcy. Filed yeah. bankruptcy. It shows that how weak they truly were. Yeah. yeah. I guess the thin margins really hurt them, especially in, in this yeah. kind of environment and, with declining sales because of the lockdowns and quarantines and all that. People so I, just weren't shopping as much. Yeah, I just think that they, they weren't shopping as much in those stores or not at all, basically. Yeah, no foot traffic. I, I, mean, I think you're going to see this coming quarter, this last quarter of the year, where these giant e-retailers are going to have probably their best quarters ever. You can't, I would be shocked if Amazon does not have its best quarter. That's true. And it's starting Black Friday earlier. It's, it's, it's already, already started. started. It's already started. Yeah. <laughs> it started around Halloween, it's so it's interesting. Like, it's already started. Like, you know, I, I bought this pan. for. They said, it's an awesome pan, actually. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, our place all-day pan or something. It's 150 bucks. And literally, the next day, my, somebody in my, uh, my household was like, hey, the pan's not 90 bucks. <laughs> I'm like, I had to email the store. I'm like, hey, include me in the deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think you're going to see, like, this... You know, we we just had another shutdown notice here in Los Angeles for for outdoor dining to go from a hundred percent COVID capacity to fifty. So you're going to just see people 
hunkering down for the next 30, 60, hopefully not more than that, but some portion of time where they're just going to have savings rates are super high. We've talked about that. Credit card uh, overall spend is way down. And I think you have just people that are like ready to let it rip. And I think a lot of that would have been on that Friday after Thanksgiving or even that Thanksgiving week and is now just accelerated to it is Wednesday and they're ready to go. Yeah, they're they're just doing it a lot earlier. And I think, you know, especially earlier. Yeah, especially as you know, we're about to hit Thanksgiving next week as as, uh, you know, winter is here. You know, more and more people. You know, unfortunately, this virus will continue to more and more people will get will will get infected. And uh, you know, even at the stores, I went shopping to you know because of these upcoming quarantines. I keep getting warned about and and mandatory shutdowns. Um, on the news, I went to the you know Costco's to go buy some extra toilet paper and things. And already we're back to I guess the early days of the pandemic when people were hoarding. I I went to two or three Costco's and each place I went, number one, it was super crowded. Number two, they were sold out of toilet paper and paper towels again. And I was and you know just. I'd say less than a month ago, you know, I, I would go to either Costco or even the supermarkets and, the, you know, the supply chain was back to normal. And so it just it amazing you. how, yeah, things can just change very quickly. Yeah. It shows you. I mean, I think a majority of this spread, it seems like, is coming at younger ages. It's maybe, you know, I think the hospitalization rate is going up, but I think it's coming from younger ages and it, probably a lot of it, at least where we are in Los Angeles, was, you know, you had three straight pretty large events. You had a Laker win, a Dodger win, and a election win yeah. for a lot of folks. And yeah. so and, that's and, a lot of people. <laughs> and, and in the student housing world, too, what's interesting is you're also seeing, you know, a lot of the schools had decided they would shut down for Thanksgiving. And, and one of the schools that we, we have asked is that they, they decided to, you know, start it now instead of wait till next week. And so because oh, of the increase, start to shut down now on the, on the campus. Hmm. And so um, I, I think it's because of the increasing concern about this, you know, spread, inc- spread and, and increased yeah. rate. And so on the flip side of that, I do think with these vaccines, and, and I'm hearing very optimistic numbers and yeah. things about the vaccine, they, I think Dr. Fauci had predicted, um, you know, probably by April, at least 300 million people would would would, would be able to get access to this vaccine wow. by then, That's which tremendous. is an amazing feat when you also consider the fact that these vaccines were developed in less than a year, when normally it takes Nine, years to develop months. it. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty and that amazing. bodes well. And that bodes well then longer term for again as we head back to normalcy, you know, transactions returning uh, for our industry and student uh, in uh, apartments. I think. You know, employment will come back, and you know our renters will start getting more jobs and have more ability to pay rent. So you may have less rent. But see, I think that's the interesting thing about what we were just talking about. Kind of this industrial, or these buildings that are, you know, out in core cities or in larger city metros. Will those actually maybe will people start going back to retail? Will they actually go back to shopping inside stores and not buying online? I mean, I think that's going to be one of the more interesting things. And I think for the most part, kind of like a lot of things, once it's changed, these behavior changes are done. Like, I don't know the risk of me walking through an airport and not going through a security detector, but I think it's really weird when it does happen. It's happened a few times. Um, I feel weird. Like, it yeah. just doesn't feel the same if yeah. I'm loading up an airplane. Yeah. No, so you I, just can't go back to some degree. Like, yeah, I no, I, I, I think it's, it's... Behavioral change. I think it's... Uh, I, think there have been, I think there will be fundamental changes. I think, like, you talk about retail. 
I definitely think, you know, prior to the pandemic and for the last few years, it's always been, you know, the necessity to have a brick and mortar, uh, you know, presence. To legitimize you, know, was, you. Yeah, to legitimize you was required, but, but it was slowly fading out or the footprints were getting smaller. And I think, you know, when everything has gone online, you know, because of these lockdowns, because of COVID, I think that's, you know, still a trend of online shopping. And, and I think, uh, like you said, will people go back now? Some There will be some level of going back. Obviously, retail won't be, won't be completely gone. And then, of course, necessity shopping, grocery stores and the Walmarts will, who've done really well during this pandemic, they will continue strong. But I think that continued trend of online and less brick and mortar presence will continue. And yeah. so I think that's a fundamental change that will definitely be happening. And that, you know, poses opportunities, too, because, you know, some of, you know, there might be more uh, industrial type and other, you know, places that normally would have been retail, you know, um, could be conversion opportunities. Agree. Agree. I think those are coming. Uh, all right, Dave, numbers of the week? Uh, four, four and four and a half. And just, again, looking at some research reports I've, that have come out recently, um, the four percent represents the what the full year GP, GDP for the U.S. is expected to be down given all the tumultuous events of 2020. But what's more fascinating is by the end of 2021, the prediction is there will be a 4.5% rebound. So um, shows that things will be improving um, next year and, and obviously aided by the vaccines and these other developments. And so definitely continuation of our, hmm. our, our trend toward uh, normalcy. Do they... Um highlight any sectors of where the rebound is going to come out of? Uh, the rebound, in the beginning, the re, uh, multifamily in the f- first half of the year is expected to to be rebounding. Um, unfortunately, the office sector uh, won't rebound until the second half of 2021. And then the travel and hotel industry, uh, which is heavily dependent on business travel, um, that that they're predicting that'll be t- 2023 and later. Yeah. Uh, so my number of the week is, is sort of an odd one. Um, my number is two. And so, as you guys know, David and I have been kind of going back, getting out there in terms of getting back in the office, traveling to cities where we have assets, looking at assets. We've started acquiring different properties. And, and through this, we've actually not really, you know, obviously we've been following news on COVID and everything, but we really haven't had any interaction where somebody is actually gotten COVID. So this past trip, which was a good trip, and uh, we ended up, you know, meeting with a couple people. We met with actually a good good amount of people with masks and pretty safe. But we did end up finding out that two of the people we met with got COVID. So this is sort of a, 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 a sad number that's two. But on the positive side, both are fine and just quarantining at home and doing just fine. But, uh, I, we had a pretty good run, I think, of doing this and being safe, but um, out there and not running into this. And now we've had a couple people get it. So it shows you how real yeah, it is and how contagious it is and um, how easy to catch. Thankfully, these guys are, are doing just fine and they, they expect to have a full be back healthy probably by this week. Yeah, I think it's two people who we actually had contact with interacted yeah, exactly. with right, right, right. who um there was a potential that we we could have been exposed and you know we tested of course and, and yeah. uh, we came out negative and, and so did a number of other people at, at these meetings that the the people who came out positive um 
had had tested negative also. So it's it's a little bit of an anomaly, but it's also um, another. It's it's a it's a yeah it's a stark reminder that that it's out there, and that you know you can have some exposure. You need to be yeah. careful. Uh, all right, that's it for this week. I want to also special thanks to our producer Bree Winkler, as she's been doing this and getting us uh, geared up for these podcasts and starting to do more and more. So. You know, special thanks for her, and, and uh, these podcasts have been a, a big project of hers the past, uh, we've been doing this about three months, so yeah. uh, thank you, Bree. Yeah, thank you, Bree. It's 14 podcasts mm-hmm. with you as the maestro okay. or director behind the scenes, and so we, we don't no, say it often, but we appreciate it, and uh, be safe, everyone. Thank you.